What's up, guys? I just wanted to hop on here real quick and just say thank you and show my appreciation and gratitude for how much uh, you guys have been listening to the Note Taker series and how many responses I've been getting back, and I'm thankful for that. Also thankful for the amount of listens and plays I've been getting. Uh, basically have doubled the podcast listeners and listens um, in a short amount of time. So I just want to say thank you guys. I hope you guys are learning and enjoying each and every episode. Make sure you're hitting me up on social media, on Instagram, at the double underscore bearded double underscore nomad on Facebook. It's just Seth Porter. And then, of course, on YouTube, it's the bearded nomad. Thank you guys so much for hopping on here, showing support, and showing some love. Make sure you guys are taking your notes and hope you enjoy this episode with Byron Horton talking about hunting the rut. Welcome back to the sixth episode of the, or excuse me, not the sixth episode, the seventh episode of the Note Taker series, and this is the second to last one. So this is it, and then one more, and I'm done with the Note Taker series, and we'll be heading on to bigger and better things throughout the year. Seasons are fast approaching, and I hope you guys are getting as much information as you can and taking notes and and learning from this stuff because. Man, I know I am. So this episode, we are talking to Byron Horton, the Byron Horton from Whitetail Experience, just repeat guest. First time we did a podcast, absolutely loved it, and told him I was going to get him back for the Note Ticker Series, and here we are today to get him in here to talk about uh, hunting during the rut. Byron, thanks for take, taking your time and getting back on here with me, bro. Absolutely, man. Uh, pleasure to be on. I, I I have enjoyed the Note Taker series as a listener, and uh, really like what's yep. going on. Pumped, pumped. I love it when guys like you, uh, and I say like you, but like serious hunters. You know, they they're like, man, like I really like the Note Taker series because that that to me, it's what it's all about. That's what I was. What I was all hunters alike, but when sit when dudes that are pretty much legit in my book or like hey man you know i love what you're doing like you know it, it kind of makes me feel a little bit good it kind of makes me feel like i'm doing something like hit do, doing something right so uh we're gonna talk about hunting the rut byron let's go ahead and get it started brother okay um seth let me ask you this what do you consider the whitetail rut from a calendar perspective because i look i look at even say like late october through the end of yeah. November, um, do you, there are you are we similar yes, mindset I, like somewhere around the twenty second through the end of November? yeah I've seen I've seen for me personally I've always seemed to think that it was the latter half of October so maybe not the last week but maybe the last week and a half almost two weeks mm-hmm. that those bucks those some of those does are starting maybe one does starting to come into to heat. And to estrus and, and mm-hmm. you know, you got some of those bucks that are starting to get super curious and, and maybe starting to get a little bit territorial. But definitely the last week of October into November. I know just quick thing, like where I there was a spot that I had that I had permission on and I'm i I'm not joking, dude. It was like when November first hit, 
it was like a light switch went on. Like I'm not joking for 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 three mm-hmm. years in a row that I was at here. I was I had access to this place. November first, it was like it was on. It didn't matter, you know. It it just it didn't matter how hot it was or what. It didn't matter. November first, it was like the bucks were chasing, does were running. You know, it was it was on. And then there, you know, I've been to other places where it felt like it wasn't really heating up until maybe the after the first week in November. Yeah. Yeah. So if I look at the rut, you know, I, I, let's call it a, a, about a month and a half, month and 10 days. And it is a full blown marathon, but for a lot of the, the average guys, um, the guys looking to kill bucks, I would say a majority of us guys are, are killing deer uh, just based on statistics alone. If you look at at November in particular, I think even the first two weeks, I think Eberhardt's got some statistics out there. Uh, but that's that's kind of when it's going to yeah. happen. If if, if uh, you know we're working guys, we we got families and we got jobs, so you know you got limited PPO and time off. Um, that being said, like I think you have to look at like total hours dedicated during that time period, not necessarily. Oh, in a five day stretch in a six day stretch, but you, I think to consistently be successful, at least if I look at my, like, kind of like my track record, it's, it's just putting in more hours that time of year, burning the vacation that time of year, hunting hard that time of year. Yeah. It's, you're, you're never, uh, you know, I don't think like you can, you can be like, okay, it's going to happen October 27th or November 5th. Yeah, it's more about that constant effort, even to the very end. And 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 that's how you create opportunities. I, I, I know it's a it's a marathon. It's a it's a mental game. And, and I think that's a not talked about factor with bow hunting is is the ability to mentally grind, you know, day in, day out, um, being disciplined to, to hunt hard. You know, we do the public land thing. So that's a a two, two to 3 a.m. wake up, drive, oh, yeah. hike in, hang a oh, stand. Yeah. And we, we try to be at the base of the tree a solid hour before legal. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that could be a, a, a stand change, like, towards the later half of the day. Um, sometimes it can be three stand changes in a day. Um, and it's some a lot of hours behind the wheel, especially, you know, we tend to drive somewhere between 60 to 90 minutes for most hunts. And, uh, you, you have to look at it too. Are you able to grind that hard? Like I know a couple guys that hell, they hunt three days in a row hard. Yeah. It, it really wears them out. And so yes. they're better off to, to literally take three day chunks and spread them through November, Yeah, um, you know, in late October versus myself, I've killed three deer on my last day of rutcation, like, you, you know, ninth day hunting in a row, all Jeez. day sits or, yeah. uh, I, 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 you know, this year I had two, two days I didn't hunt all day, but I hunted till three o'clock. Yeah. Um, and I, I had to go. And the other day I froze because I walked in in the snow and, and <laughs> I just got wet. You know, it was yeah, the, for sure. Uh, I was walking a thicket, hedge thicket, uh, uh, honeysuckle type stuff, and I got wet. And so I knew, like, okay, I, I know I probably can't stay all day. And my headlamp died too that day. Oh, yeah, it's that, even worse. But, but because that hunt sucked total, you know, sucked totally. But yeah, <laughs> I had 120 incher at 26 yards work his way to 16. Yeah. Um, if that deer's 
10 inches bigger. That's a shooter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think mental toughness and the ability to grind is a, is a key aspect and, and, and putting as many hours in the tree and hunting or scouting or being out there in general. Um, you know, if you've got the day off, if you got clearance from the wife, you can't go home midday. You I agree. You, you, you know, and, 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 you know, there, there's other stuff that you can be, be doing if you're not sitting in a tree, if you're moving locations or, or just even maybe checking on pressure. It's, it's not so much that, you know, I get it. Some guys can't grind like that. Yeah. So you kind of have to know your, your, your abilities there. I, I think it also comes down to mental thing. Mm-hmm. mentally like i think another reason why like you don't want to go home midday is because you're probably not going to go back out in the evening especially if you froze all, all morning yeah yeah i would say you know uh cody DeQuisto would kind of make fun of me but i also bring up the fact that dude i just i it, it took me 45 minutes to walk in yeah you know for me to 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 walk out and then go spend the energy to get back in on another piece or another yeah. section it's like it's, it's not even worth it. And, and to be honest, actually something I have employed the last couple of years is a, uh, Oh, about one to two o'clock. I take a, I take a nap at the base of my tree. Yeah. Um, I literally climb down with my bow, of course. <laughs> and, and I will sleep because, you know, when you get, when you go to bed at say nine o'clock, you know, by the time you get back, it's dark. Let's say you get to bed at, at eight, nine o'clock, you sleep till two thirty, three in the morning and go again. And it's, it, you're burning, like I'll lose 10, 10 pounds during the rut easily oh dude i i i'm not gonna say it on on record but bro i i I lost so much weight last year it was i'll just put it this way it was bad enough it was so bad that guys at my work were like genuinely worried they thought i was just like like not eating and and which to an extent i wasn't Mm -hmm. and i would i was literally hunting every morning because I, i worked evenings and, you know, I worked, you know, 2.30 to 11, got home at, at least, say, 11.30, slept until 3, maybe 4, drove 30 to 40 minutes. You know, this is all during the rut, the, you know, like mm-hmm. November 9th to the end of November for that three weeks. And, dude, it was, whew. Yeah, I made it, I made a, a promise to myself I wasn't going to get that bad this year just because that, that made my body absolute just wear down. Mm-hmm. So... But, but all in all in the name of deer, yeah, you know, anything for the deer, yeah, and and then I guess uh, like you know you talk about food right there, like obviously like I'm eating PB and J's and oh yeah, flaming coffee. Um, the other thing that 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 like I think is overlooked, and I know guys are gonna roll their eyes that are not into like eating healthy or whatever, but like water consumption, um, yeah, I. Uh, I bring 32 ounces to the stand with me, which sucks from a weight and packability standpoint. Yeah. But, uh, and then I do, I try to drink 40 ounces on the drive home. Like either I drink a little bit on the way there and then a little bit on the way home because I'm, you know, I'm physically doing a 45 minute hike at the beginning of each day, maybe a 15, 20 minute hike late in the day. And then generally a 45 minute hike at the end of the day with, with weight. And, uh, hydration is a big factor to be like, continue to like essentially work out every day. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I know, um, Andy on our team, he went for a hell of a hunt, oh, in a very, uh, difficult area and a difficult hunt, um, 
tracked a deer for a little bit uh, that he shot, and then he couldn't hunt the next day because of leg cramps. Jeez. So, so it does happen, and I do, you know, it's it's it, it, all these little things uh, do add up at the end of the day in November. Yeah. Um, you know, something as simple as one extra hunt could make or break your season. Uh, you know, filling a tag versus not. Yeah. Um, it, do you want to? Do you want to pause there? Do you want to maybe look at individual sections of the rut? What do you What do you think? Yeah, let's uh, let's let's get to, let's kind of start into. So the rut is here, and we're starting to look at because I'm glad we talked about talked about physically mentally and physically about that because that's extremely important and i think Mm -hmm. i i underestimated that last year and so putting emphasis on it now is is important especially for other guys um but let's look so i one thing i want to talk about was the ruts here and when you're going in to attack a spot you know or or a piece what are you looking at because you know you you'll generally hear like oh well just find a good funnel or you know find where the does are at you know or, or whatever and that's pretty I mean it's, I, I guess it's not terrible advice but I'd like to know like a little bit more detail on that just because like it can get I can get pretty vague I feel like yep. that can be over generalized in a sense so I'd, I'd like to see how how your brain works on that when you're about to go in sure sure so. <clears throat> In general, I hunt, I want to say October 20th through the 30th, a little different. Um, you know, I'm still hunting, say a, uh, oh, a bed to feed pattern, but I really, I really, I think look at scrapes that time of year and I look at, I look at scrapes that maybe are leading to, to some common if I can common doe feeding groups or those hub scrapes that are there year over year. Um, you know, if I'm hunting big woods, like it's more of hub scrapes, um, that I'm more interested in because they're there every year. Um, especially in and around rains, like there is no doubt that that seems to be a a common trend. Yeah. Um, if I'm looking at locations and stand sites that I'm hunting from the first of November to the end of the month, um, I, I, I think that, 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 uh, oh, a few things there. Like I'm, I'm generally hunting the same type of, of locations that, that maybe I, I'll switch a little bit that last week, but we'll get there. But yeah, you know, I'm somebody that when I look at the rut and I'm not somebody that really looks at, oh, they're, they're, they're chasing today or, or it's max cruising or they're, they're locked down because yeah. he, let, let's paint a scenario here. A doe runs through your, your, your hunting location in the dark before daybreak and and then sun comes up, you're in your location and here's what you see. You see three bucks, you know, cruising behind on that trail. Okay. You say it's the cruising phase. Well, if that doe comes through at 8 AM and a buck's right behind her, you said, Oh, they're chasing today. Yeah. Or or let's say you're sitting there and she comes in with a doe and they bed down in visual distance. Oh, they're locked down today. (laughs) It's, it's literally the same, you know, it's, there's not a lot of differences of what just happened. Yeah, it's just based on what you saw. So, so I really, I don't tr- transition much until that last week of November where I just I strictly hunt the best terrain features um, or pinches in an area. Um, but I would say the first through the the twentieth, we'll call it. It's it's doe bedding. It's uh, cruising shelves. It's it's um, 
oh, areas that, that I know does have not been pestered is yeah. a key factor. Um, and, and that's huge because if, if somebody's listening to this and they got a small piece or if they're hunting private land, you can't hunt those that have been pestered too much in October. And if you, it, it, it's one of those things that, that, oh, sometimes the key is not hunting in October to have a good November spot. Yeah. Um, because a, a big buck's not going to, uh, not going to be cruising between two doe bedding areas. If you've blown the, you know, blown those does out that live there. <laughs> That's right. Um, That's right. Those, those do tend to circle back a bit, but I, I'm a strong believer of, of you kind of got to pick and choose where you kill your does. If you're going to yeah. shoot does in October. Yeah. Um, I like, I would say my biggest key, I like hogbacks too. I didn't say that, but I think I've killed a lot of deer on hogbacks and a hogback is a, uh, Oh, generally, like it's a erosion type cut in a hillside that forces deer, oh, to to essentially if they want to still like cruise or travel along the ridge, yeah, they'll cross it above the hogback because it's flatter. They don't have to go up and down that erosion type. Cut. Okay, yeah, I got you. Uh, are you familiar with that? There, yeah, I yes, yeah, yeah. I've seen. I, I when you explained it, it it kind of made it more. Yeah, and obviously, if you have. What I mean by like uh, combined features, like I think that's where I know I have killed most of my deer on a hogback next to doe bedding, traditionally on a leeward um, cruising show. Like yeah. it's like so. So I just described three things. Like it's not like I'm just hunting a doe bedding area. Yeah, it's not like I'm just hunting a hogback. But it's like, can you find two or three things that make a tree? you know, that much better that a few more big bucks circle that, that tree in, yeah. in daylight hours. Um, that, that really, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that, yeah. to, that really reminds me of that spot I was telling you about that basically turns on in November, you know, mm-hmm. that, that I killed a buck there back in 2018 and it literally that like what you just explained it, it in a sense, it was almost, I, I was, it was almost like a bowl shape uh or like a or like a toilet seat shape kind of mm-hmm. but the 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 spot that i hung on was and uh, again the, our great winds always are swirling but uh, <laughs> but the thermals in the morning the way that they, that that they would pull off i'm trying to say this and not if not sound like an idiot cuz to me it makes sense but the the way that it worked out was it had a, it had a shelf or it was more like a, a, let's call it a logging road, but it wasn't, it was was just a flat, flat surface up. I want to say maybe 50 yards up from where my tree was. And dude, those, those does would just go back and forth on this thing constantly. And that's what I noticed. I saw, I've seen three or four shooters, you know, in, in, in a matter of, of three today, three days, and they would just go back and forth on that spot. And I noticed that none of them did, none of them wanted to really come down where the elevation, like where it was starting to slope down because it was, it, that was just easier to do it. That's yeah. what it looked like to me. Like the does were up there. So it, well, it's easy for them just to go back and forth at, up there on that, sh- on that shelf. Yeah. And I think we should tell the audience too, like I am traditionally more of a big woods or uh non-agriculture. Uh, yeah. You know, if you look at, uh, oh, it, it's, it's not a, a uh, hedgerow between two big woodlots. You know, yeah. I'm not hunting like, 
oh, similar ground to say like the, the farm country, Iowa, Illinois, Western yeah. Ohio. Um, yeah. It's, it's more big woods is where I've, I think I've found a little more success. Um, I have Which, killed a few farm country deer, but not, I, I would say the rut, I'm more, I, I, I do a little better in timber type yeah. of environments. I think, I think I'm, the, I, I would go ahead and say that I, I'm pretty much the same. Most of my deer bucks for sure have been, you know, big timber kind of thing. I've never, never really hunted a lot of farm country, just, mm-hmm. I, I, but I think that's also because I've never really had the opportunity to, it's yeah. been, it's been mostly, you know, big timber, uh, uh, you know, kind of maybe like big oak flats kind of thing. Yeah. And I would say too, like another factor to this is I'm, I'm generally finding success in the rut, not at the, the, the first doe bedding area in, in saddle. I'm finding it in the, the, the farther back locations on, on public. Uh, I got yeah. my buck this year. Oh, you know, further back in, I'm trying to think, um, those two deer, those two deer are on a farther uh, cruising shelf, and I didn't touch that place at all in, in October. Yeah. Um. And and so like I think, I think it should be noted. Um. Date one of Dave's best best doe bedding areas is is up and over a damn mountain from the parking lot. That that. Yeah. So so it's like, you know, it's 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 you're looking at sometimes too. It's like habitat meets terrain, meets oh a hog back like a lot of times you're compiling features um clear cuts sometimes play a factor especially it kind of depends on what kind of clear cut if it's a bedding type clear cut and holding does yeah you you know those can be key well i let um, me ask you this real quick so when you say it's not usually the first bedding area maybe closest to the to the maybe closest to where pressure is do you think that the deer, and this is stretching it, and I've heard some pretty crazy stuff, but this just came to my mind, so I thought I'm going to share it. Do you think the deer feel more vulnerable, does included, when the rut's going on? So, like, because they're running around so much, so they maybe pick that further back bedding where they feel that the pressure isn't really on. So that's where they kind of run around. Maybe. Um Yeah. But I think it's a pressure thing of, of other guys because during the rut, like I live in a state that gets a lot of out-of-state pressure. Yeah. It gets uh, – uh, we got a lot of big cities here in Ohio. Um, even when I've hunted a state like Indiana during the rut, um, y- you know, enough people have been in the timber in October yeah. that it does seem like they've just been pushed there on almost like a cumulative pressure effect. I got gotcha. you. Um, I'm trying to think, I think, but that's a little more ag land when I, I passed, a, I've passed a few bucks in November, not terribly far back, but I think, I think the two and a half year old that was bumping them was more the reason I saw deer where I did. Okay. Um, I, so I figured it, I, I mean, like I said, it's, it's a stretch, but you know, you, you never know deer do some weird, <laughs> weird oh, things. Very much so dude. Um, I would say another factor that's kind of uh, not talked about enough is do you scout your does and kind of year over year experience? Um, Yeah. We know a couple of places where the does heat up November 3rd. And then I've got another piece that they, they area that they really key in on November 15th. Yeah. Um, So that's something that's, I think more picked up on year over year. 
Yeah. Um, best believe, I don't know if he, uh, this year I, I uh, walked across a fawn that couldn't have been more than a week old. I'm going to look at, at the, whatever the gestation cycle is for a deer and kind of do some backwards math and figure out when that, that doe was probably bred. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you get the hot doe, um, I think this is another factor. Like if you see a hot doe or she looks back or you see a doe and, and a buck follows her or, uh, at any point in the day, um, that's, you know, you got to one be within shooting distance of that, but that's a, that's a mental note for future years as well. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I, I had something and I, and I, I, I'm going to tip it on my tongue. I forgot it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause you went back to like, uh, saying like, you know, on certain pieces where, you know, does come into heat on, on certain times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you kind of touched on this in, in a roundabout way, but you know, not killing, not killing does, um, you know, certain time times yeah. a year. Maybe wait until late season to kill a doe because you know, the the more does you think there'll be a better chance in the area for you to during the rut. I so if I had a so so I do have a family eighteen acres and yeah. uh, th- it does need some doe shooting at this point. It's been a couple of years, but. For the most part, if I if I could just if I could, I generally like to not not shoot does on a on a small piece and yeah. then just gather does for the rut in hopes to to bring a shooter by. Yeah. Um, and and I I guess I also go into certain places to shoot does because sometimes it's an easier drag out. Sometimes it's a location that is a uh, oh it's not. It's not as far back, and chances of shooting a buck are, are slim just because of what what we're hunting. Yeah, um, you know, I think I think next year I I, I will shoot a doe in October just because I, I I need the meat. And yeah, uh, I think, you know, I think I, we're running low here too. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's great practice. I I messed up a lot early in my bow hunting career by saving my doe shooting for gun season. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said for closing. And this is a, this is part of the rut. If I work really hard, generally I get one chance. Um, I'm starting to get a little better, I think on, on, on my hunting. Yeah. So, so I'm able to maybe create another opportunity, but closing the deal in that final 10 seconds. I mean, that's a, that's a skill set in and in, in, in itself. And, yeah. and, and you kind of got to be ready for that in November. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that final 10 seconds, I've had some deer where, Dave has said, I've gotten really lucky. And the deer has also kind of gotten lucky that he started to pick up on something. And, and, um, you know, I am a strong believer in, uh, in hunting all day in the rut. Yeah. Um, I, I see and have shot a couple of deer between 10 AM and noon. Yeah. And you hear that a lot that those, those deer get back to bed. They let the does do their thing from eight to nine or whatever, kind of get back in their bedrooms and then they go looking for them, you know, when, yeah. when the does are stationary. And, uh, that, that, that's so true. I think I, I've got one, two, three, four, four of my bucks from easily 9am to noon. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty, and, and they're, they're better deer. They're, you know, if I yeah. look at it. Do you think, so, and, and, this is another thing is kind of frustrating for me because, you know, when I talk about the rut it, and I, you know, switching to like more mobile style hunting and like in early season where you're like, 
doing bump and dump tile stuff or style stuff and, and stuff like that. But then you're, when I go into the rut, it, I'm, I'm trying to switch kind of mindsets and it's hard for me. It was hard for me last year, but when it comes down to it, do you think that, um, okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. When I, when I talked to somebody about it, they said that, you'll have these hunters that go in for the first few hours of morning during the rut and then they leave mm-hmm. and bucks will start cruising again because they feel less pressure. See, but yeah, to maybe, me, but to me, I was like, I feel like they're just cruising again because they're still rut crazed and they're ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I didn't think it was more, I didn't think it was like a, Oh, they're midday cruising because there ain't nobody in the woods. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I more think it, it, well, and sometimes too, then ther- the thermals don't really start kicking in until like you know that sun gets gets on the, to the to the hillsides and really starts pulling pulling better. Um, yeah, my one of my best uh, areas. There's a hogback cruising shelf right below doe bedding, and uh, you know I get in there real early and I will see some does trickle in, and then um, I've killed two two bucks on that that's same location not necessarily the same tree i i i've hunted six trees in that 50 yard area <laughs> um but but you you know i there are they they all get they all come through oh nine to eleven yeah um year over year um so so yeah like i don't i don't think it's yeah i don't think it's pressure related sure don't get me wrong i can see you getting kicked a buck every now and then um from a guy going back to his truck for midday and, yeah you know there's a bunch of Dicky Mo hunters in Indiana, dude. I, uh, it's like November 7th. I tagged out in Ohio and I'm, I'm at Indiana. My wife gave me clearance to be home by noon. Right. So like I had to leave the woods nine at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And, uh, I'm driving these roads on the way out. I'm seeing every hunter at their truck at 10 30 AM. And guy kind of says, Oh yeah, there's not very many bucks in here. I'm like, well, dude, you're, you're at your truck at 10 30 AM. November 7th. Like what during the rut at November 7th. Dude, yeah, what? I saw more hunters at the truck than 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 like you know. I generally don't come out. Oh my goodness, I I ain't coming out of the woods unless I absolutely have to. <laughs> yeah, dude. Now and now, I will say this too. Like, I left the woods two. I did two like what I call three quarter day sits. Yeah, and, and I had to get home. I had to help my wife with a few things. And and traditionally, dude, I suck at hunting the rut in the evening. Yeah, like I just don't see as many deer. Um, I, 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 I truly feel if you're debating mornings, evenings, or let's say you're getting tired or worn down in the rut, hunt the morning, hunt till noon, 11 o'clock or whatever, then go to bed early that night, go to bed at fucking six, seven o'clock. For sure. For sure. I've, I've honestly, I've killed one deer in the evening and it was on November 16th, uh, Mm -hmm. during like the rut time is what I meant, uh, in the Mm -hmm. evening and I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I he came in. He came in with his head down, and he is like he was like he was on a hot dough. So I'm thinking, what, what time of year? I'm sorry, November November sixteenth. Okay, yeah. And don't get me wrong; it can't happen. Um, I will say this: I burn, I burn half days from work the last week of October trying to hunt more evenings. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little better time, maybe. Um. I've killed one. I've killed one buck October twenty fifth in the evening. Yeah, and um, you know the other thing about hunting evenings and only burning say four hours of, of 
time off work, you can hunt like, you know, you could essentially burn two days off work, but hunt four days. Yeah. If you're only hunting evenings that last week of October and you get almost a scout in because evening hunts, you can scout your way in, you know, you can, you're doing a little more versus like morning hunts. Generally you've got the tree in mind that you're going to get in, or at least the, For sure. the pinch, the funnel, the whatever you're going to. On yeah. an evening hunt, you can you can freelance a lot easier because you can visually look at yeah that. for sure instead of going in the dark and 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 uh, kind of just going straight to your tree. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this: How, So do you? And I know we we've kind of talked about this. Do you, or I've not talked about, it, but I've heard you talk about it a little bit. Do you do a lot of early like early season like bump and dump style hunting, or or do you really like to focus on the rut? Um, I, I have, I have, uh, have I tried to bump and dump in the early half of October? Give me a second. I can't say I have my, my October game is, is, is shifting to more in season scouting. Yeah. Um, I haven't, I, I've only killed, I think I killed one buck October 17th. That's the earliest I've ever killed a buck. Yeah. Now we know guys, if you get that cold snap and if I look at my encounter rate, I've passed a few deer October 15th ish. Yeah. Um, especially on a good cold snap. We know guys that have killed a, a slammer public land buck October 5th because the temperatures are right. Yeah. Um, my trail cameras last year showed a, a, a slammer walking October 13th on a cold front. Hmm. So it don't don't get me wrong, it's it's a hole in my bucket. It's a yeah. weakness uh, uh, for me as a deer hunter. I will not be burning PTO, Jake Bush. I will not be burning PTO <laughs> the first week of season, um, unless and, and that's all subject to change. Because yeah. let's say I have a trail cam pick of a of a deer late September doing X, and I and it looks like it's going to repeat. Repeat, sure, I may do it. Yeah, but if I look at my track record, if I look at what I'm good at. It is literally hunting my ass off in November and not quitting. Yeah. I got you. The only reason why I'm asking is because it, it was like, I think to, to uh, it was so hard for me because I was coming into that early season, like hunting in the mornings kind of thing, like, you know, finding beds, hunting, you know, beds, the hunting the, the close to the beds and stuff. And then when the rut came, I didn't really want to go and sit and wait in a funnel. You know what I mean? I didn't really want to go sit and wait, you know, for a doe to walk by one to get in there and get tight, get it done, get it done. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was asking because I was trying to see if, like, if you had a a way to kind of sw- get your mind shift going to get you ready for the rut, and then maybe back out of the rut, going back into late season. Yeah, and I'll be honest, one late season, I have not late season hunted much in the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, just, and, and, and and I'll be honest, I, I only in the last three or four have I started hunting out of state. Yeah. Um, and generally, you only have one tag in Ohio, or you only have one tag. It's not general. Yeah. You, you, and so, like, if I, I, I killed one deer here the first week of November gun season, I think that was even the last week of November. But every other deer... Uh, yeah, yeah. Most of my deer are on the wall are the twenty fifth through like the seventeenth. Yeah, and I've had a few encounters. Um, and I've seen some good deer that last week in November. Um, I think I think people, you know, you kind of hear about it as far as that late, desperately seeking, cruising. Um, we 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 touched on this earlier. I said, oh, I kind of hunt the last two, uh, the last 
10 days in November a little different. Yeah. And that is, I will take even a obvious terrain feature and I will go hunt it. Um, you know, as far as a, a pinch or the best saddle with a hog back in it. Yeah. And that is simply because I feel, and I have seen those, those bucks that can still grind out a rut and I'm looking at a terrain feature that is going to force them into a smaller area and I can maybe get a shot with a bow. You know, it pinches yeah. them down. Like I'll hunt pinches a little more that last 10 days of November versus the first 15. It, it's, it's, it, I still hunt some pinches, but I'll hunt like downwind of doe bedding or I'll hunt, um, you know, a saddle near a near doe bedding or a hogback near doe bedding um you know or some some connecting terrain feature between two or three uh areas but like that last 10 days of of november i'm 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 okay with going and hunting a a pinch at location x that is the best pinch in, in in a several hundred acre area and just seeing one deer yeah um I've seen way more big bucks from the road in the, the, the 20th through the 30th of November. Yeah. Um, they're, they, they, I think they, they just move outside their range. They search for that last doe. Yeah. They, they, they daylight walk. Um, and so I'm just looking at a little more of a, a chance to, to, to where he gets pinched into an area that, that is bow killable. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would probably agree. Or I actually, not probably, I would, I would agree with, you know, seeing probably more bucks in the last 10 days of November just because they're probably searching. They're desperately searching for more for that, you know, that one last doe. So, yeah, I don't necessarily see a lot of deer. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I won't say that, but I see big, like I've seen a couple big deer. One, one deer had to be fucking two foot wide, man. He was a giant. Yeah. Um, me and my buddy Zoe about wrecked the, the Ford Ranger back in the day because <laughs> we were driving a, uh, uh, a forest road and and a slammer stepped out at two o'clock in the afternoon. We were scouting for gun season. Yeah, you know it was like Thanksgiving. Like we, we you know, uh, we should have been in the woods. Uh, you know, we were kind of still very much rookies at the time. Not that we know what we're doing now, but yeah, for um, sure, for sure. Yeah, I think it's important to if you got a tag that that final ten days can be awesome. Yeah. See, I, I'm and that's something that. I'm wanting to focus on this year. Um, I'm, you know, we talked about it a little while ago. I'm hunting Kentucky and West Virginia, but mm-hmm. I, if I don't get it done early um, here or in Kentucky, which I think I will hopefully, but, but when it comes to like, I don't want to be stuck. Like I, I felt like I was last year when I was like, oh, I want to get in close to the deer. And then when the rut came, I was like, almost like I was confused. You know what I mean? Oh. Like I, and I, yeah. I put myself in such an odd predicament, and I don't want to be like that. I want to be as well versatile and, and well rounded as I can be. Yeah. Now, it is like a different. It is a little bit of a mental shift. Like I feel, uh, you know, early in October, like if I sit in a tree more than like an hour and a half in the morning, because I will still hunt mornings. If, yeah. Especially if I'm doe hunting, but like. The longer I sit in that tree, the more I'm like, I'd almost be better to be scouting or pulling a trail camera card yeah. or checking on pressure. Um, and that's honestly, that's just been running around with Cody. I'm starting to see how much in season scouting is, is very important. Oh, it should be noted when I hunt the rut, I feel 
it's the off season scouting that has led me to a lot of those locations. Yeah. We know where I find concentration of rubs or I'm finding the doe bedding um, or I'm figuring things out. Like I, I, I feel those rut deer it's, it's, it's leg work from, Oh, January to March, yeah. or December to March. And then the hope is, I guess I've invested in some trail cams literally the last two seasons. Yeah. The hope is, okay, if I'm rut hunting in locations holding more shooters than other pieces, um, I know enough of where to be at this point that, that maybe my success rate can, can be pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Here. Um, I know. I feel like, uh, I feel like I hate scouting in the summer. Like I know, like I, I've been going mm-hmm. out the past couple of weeks and it's, it's been whatever, but like, I don't, I just feel like I don't get the, I don't get enough information. When I yeah. when I when I went and scouted in January and February and you know beginning of uh, March I was like this is this is just so much better and I will and I almost will always pick if I like the off for the off season season scouting will always pick oh. going to go you know do stuff then than yeah. I than I would in the summer and I think in the summer I think my biggest problem is that I haven't exactly acquired a target yet so i'm feeling like i'm anxious so i'm like oh "Oh, i gotta go gotta go gotta go yeah yeah and that's the thing too like let's say um like the summer i moved um to to where i live now i needed to do a little more summer scouting because i was hunting one of the one like a piece a little like i I didn't have the history on yeah so it it wasn't necessary i apologize my dog is barking that is okay that is okay Um, but it's one of those things like I needed the info it uh I needed to to spend a little more time there you know once once you get like some year over year history on some pieces like maybe then you don't have to sweat your dick off and get poison ivy and then take a pee in the woods and then it goes somewhere else yeah you know it's one of those things that like um I've got enough experience that I don't have to be pushing as much but uh yeah the 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 off season scouting slash shed hunting because sheds can play a factor even in the rut, dude. Like, uh, oh, uh, the deer I chased last year was not the deer I killed. Yeah, but I found his sheds. I had summer uh, pictures of that deer. I had that deer on October thirteenth. I saw enough other sign to tell me he was in there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I mean, it, 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 it but I think. If I look at like the couple year history, it's the off season scouting in, in January time frame to, to March that, that has led me to some of my rut locations. Um it gives me that pin. Um so so yeah, like I would I would strongly if a guy's listening to this and he's like, you know, looking at, at, at to being successful in the rut, um you know, and and I can quantify it too. Like you know, it's a uh, some. I would tell a guy somewhere between fifty to hundred miles of walking in a winter. Yeah. Um. And oh, I would say this too. Uh, we got burned. Dave got burned a couple of years ago. I. It was a year I didn't kill in the rut. We didn't have west winds for a week. Hmm. Uh, we had north, maybe a northwest wind, but we never. It it was a lot of weeks of north and south. It was it was high temps and low temps and. I will say this too about the rut. If I had one week of vacation, I would burn it the second week or like say the fifth through the, the, I agree with that. I agree with that. The 10th. 
and here's why I have seen too many warm fronts come in the first five to six days of November. Yeah. Over a 10 year period, because I was an accountant uh, for I'm, I'm now in the finance world, slightly different, but I was not allowed to take I had a, a blackout date of, of the first five business days. So I, for years, I could never hunt the first, the second, the third, the fourth of November because I had to be at work the first three to five business days, depending on workload. Yeah. And so I always had to hunt, say, like the seventh through the 15th. And I traditionally in a five to 10 year, uh, I've been doing this about 10 years. I've been out of school about 10, you know? Yeah. So yeah, in a 10 year period, I have consistently had better average temps. I may get a warm day in the sixties, but I have, uh, you know, I have seen it too many times. A warm front blows in the second and closes like the second, third, fourth of November highs are all in the like 65. Yeah. Um, so if a guy only had one week of vacation, I would kind of lean towards the second half. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also not opposed to a guy saying I'm going to take two days the first week, two days the second week, two two days the third week. Yeah. And pair those with either weekends or, or if he's flexible, looking at weather. And, and well, the reason I agree with that, but the reason why I was saying I agree with you is because there was a there was a thing, there was a time where, you know, in my head it was like first week, like, okay, the rut's on first week. It has to be. All these days yeah. have to be. But you know, some, some of those does, it takes a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Like it takes, some of those are not all hitting the estrus at the same time. And it's not always going to be uh first week of, you know, November. And yeah. so it might, and they might be lagging behind it and it might not hit till the second week. And then that's when you're going to see your chase and, 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 and your, uh, you know, and you know, the does being trying to be bred. So that's, yeah. that's another, that's the reason for me is, you know, if I was to take, uh, any kind of vacation in November, it'd be the second week or second, maybe second going into the third week. Yeah. 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 So, and that all depends. Like I know myself, I know I can hunt hard for, for six, seven days. Um, my buddy Zoe, he literally goes three, he takes like two to three PTO days plus weekends Yeah, every, every week in November because he knows about day two and a half he's done. Yeah. He just, I mean, it's just, he'll burn himself out doing other stuff. Um, other guys, same thing. And it also depends, you know, is your work flexible with time off? Like if your work's flexible with time off that, that late October rolls around, you just hunt every cooler ish day. Or if it rains at noon or if it rains overnight and stops right before sunrise, like that's when them bucks are going to get up. You yeah, know? Like, for sure. It, that, that does, that does play a factor. You for know? sure. Well, Byron, thanks so much for getting on here, bro. And, and talking, sharing a little bit of your knowledge. And uh, I, I'm just always grateful for your time. And, uh, man, I hope you smoke one in November. And uh, then we can get on here and we can talk more about what you learned this year. Let's go for two this year. Let's, let's go for one, two. Like October 25th and then, like, November 7th is what I could go for. Okay, I'm good with that. <laughs>